the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back into 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I want to thank the uh, whiny liberals who are tuning in via video and, and making foul comments. You know, what you're doing is you're, you're pushing this further up in the stream, so thank you. Hey, we've got about 10 minutes here, and I want to use it wisely. I'm talking with Chairman and Senior Managing Director of Brown Gibbons Lang & Company. He spent uh, decades doing mergers and acquisitions, which means he buys and sells companies, and he's, he's bought and sold real estate and knows the banking industry like the back of his hand. He's Mike Gibbons. Uh, Mike, first segment, uh, essentially what we established is that uh, prosecutors want people to believe the banks were duped by Trump. The banks didn't know it, but these politically charged prosecutors do. Uh, this is lawfare. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's a waste of time uh, and it, money. It really is. And, you know, and, and uh, the, the interesting thing is, is, is you know, uh, the bank made the decision. And, uh, and basically the state of New York saying, we don't care if you made the decision. Donald Trump benefited from this. And they're saying to the tune of $250 million dollars. The law in, in New York is very odd, and it, 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 it's a restorative process. It, and again, I'm, I don't want to get into legal things because uh, I'm not uh, qualified to uh, to talk about it. But but I, what I can tell you is they need to restore um, the, the individual or whomever lost something to its position before you know before the fraudulent act. I'm not sure how they're, they're calculating all this because New York's not in any different place than they were before. Most of the loans that they refer to have already been paid off. Um, but, you know, having gone through the process of trying to borrow money on, on a regular basis, um, you know, I pay attention to this. Probably, you know, I think my the people I work with would say I'm a bit obsessed about it. <laughs> I never want to be accused of, of misstating anything. But the problem is, is when you are valuing real estate, literally the value changes from month to month, from year to year. And, you know, when interest rates go up, theoretically, from a cash flow standpoint, you have to use a different discount rate when you're calculating the value. Um, So the value goes down. Yet you'll see sales of equivalent properties at higher numbers than you ever anticipated. It's, It's kind of a... It, it's 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 not an accurate uh, type of uh, a process to go through, and, and consequently, virtually every appraisal, every every transaction we've done, we'll put an asterisk behind it, saying this is based on whatever it's based on. The most recent appraisal, market conditions. You know, we had appraisals for transactions we did three and four years before. That was the most recent appraisal because the bank doesn't reappraise these things. Um, if if they feel comfortable, what they're looking at is cash flow, and as long as the cash flow is there, 
And uh, in, in they're looking at many, many transactions Donald Trump did where he actually personally guaranteed it. Personal guarantees are a bad word for most real estate people. Okay. Uh, they they want to be able to to borrow the money non recourse, right? Uh, based on the value of the property, he actually personally guaranteed it. So, you know, they may not like what he estimated the values of these properties at, but he personally guaranteed with his own cash and net worth uh, that he would pay it off if, if they defaulted. And and the isn't bank it, couldn't ask for more. And isn't it your understanding? Not only did he personal guarantee, which you're saying means, hey, if if I, he he's saying I'm going to pony up if if the company can't pay for this I'm personally going to pony up. But didn't he exactly. also have some disclaimers that said, "Hey, yep. this right. is our valuation. Yours might be different. Use yours." I mean, this guy right. covered covered right. his rear end uh, every way he could. Yet here we are. Right. Well, I mean, where a real estate loan comes in, I mean, they'd be hard pressed to to ever accuse him of of, of any misdeeds on a real estate transaction. And and as I said, they're focused on. Where he where he went to private wealth, where they didn't just take the pure appraisal value. But if you're going to go to the private wealth bank, part of the bank instead of the uh, the CRE or the commercial real estate division, um, you're going to have to personally guarantee it. That should eliminate any uh, you know any uh, conditions of, of worry on the part of the bank um, th- that somebody's making something up. They're, they're not going to. Donald Trump's not going to risk defaulting on a loan, um, you know, in order to get that loan. He's 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 going to. It was in his mind, and he's the one that's, that's borrowing the money. In his mind, it was going to be paid. Yep. But when you when you borrow, you go through, you know, this process, the rigorous process, get an appraisal of the property. Yep. And you yeah, and and you provide a financial statement, but the financial statement, other than you're going to always have to provide statements, recent statements on liquidity. But frankly, when you value each one of these properties, it's a guess. That's right. You know, I've lived, I'm living in the same house I've, I've lived in since 1983. You know, I've put some additions on it and whatnot, but I have no idea what it's worth. And, you know, and I can look at various properties around my house and say, you know, maybe it's worth this, but, that's exactly what it's worth, and you put an asterisk by saying my estimate. Yep. Um, and that's what he know, did. It, it, my estimate. And where they're going to say it's not my estimate? That's what they're saying. They're saying he, you know, intentionally falsified the values. Uh, and, just a couple of minutes, Mike. Let me let me pivot here yeah. because I want you, your opinion on this really matters. What happens if he's found guilty? Uh, you know, we're hearing 250 million. Might he be liable for that? But what happens? And how do you think this turns out, given the information you have that you've that you've distilled down for well, us? Well, I this think I, I think you know it's pretty obvious from the tone of the judge and what I've heard. And I'm not following this minute to minute, but from the tone of the judge, um, he's going to be found uh, to, to lose this case and, and guilty, in, which is and this is unusual because it's fraud is a tort not a, a criminal violation here. So in other words, you know, when you have a tort, you've in, implicit in that is that you've created some damage. So they're estimating the damages at $250 million. But what they've also done is said that Donald Trump can no longer own or manage properties in the state of New York. And they've now literally put him under a receiver and taken him out of his hands. It's so un-American, it's beyond comprehension. 
They're taking wealth generating uh, capability as he goes into a presidential campaign. How does that not equate absolutely. to election interference? Absolutely. Well, I mean, certainly I would be distracted of a of a substantial part of of what I worked for my whole life was suddenly uh, taken away from me because that's what would happen. And isn't that and, the biggest you know, issue here, Mike? Isn't that what we should really be looking at? Is how in the world in America do you do you have the ability to be in front of a judge and have everything taken from you uh, on, on very very shoddy legal ground? I mean, isn't isn't this a, a maybe a premonition or a, a foreshadowing of, of what's to come for anybody who stands up against this? Uh, well, we won't get into that. We got about a minute. Don't you think that's the big issue here? It's the weaponization of of, of of the judiciary in America. Uh, I mean, the prosecutor's campaign promise was she was, I will get Donald Trump. And, and there's, there's laws that could be misconstrued potentially. I'm not sure if they misconstrued this, maybe it's just a bad law. Ultimately he's going to lose. He's going to have the properties taken away from him. He will appeal and the case will be tossed. That's what I believe. But (laughs) So there's you know, a silver lining the there. Of an election. Yeah, but yeah. there's due process, and that takes time. And in that time, right. he, he, he may not have access to cash. He's going to have limited time during which he could be out campaigning. And this really is what it's all about for the left, isn't it? Right. It, 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 you know, it's, it's abusive beyond comprehension. They don't want him running for office and uh, because they know he's going to beat Joe Biden, according to most of the polling right now. Yeah, four out of five uh, battleground you know, states. A, 30 seconds, incompetent... Mike. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> all I can say is uh, say a prayer for Donald Trump because yeah. uh, you may not like him, but he's being railroaded beyond anybody's wildest dreams here. And if anyone knows the ins and outs of what he's going through and what they're going to comb through, it's Mike Gibbons. And Mike, uh, I'm grateful. I wish we had an hour because I know we could use it, and it would be yeah, extremely we could take entertaining. An hour on this, it's, we could go through. I mean, some of the claims are absolutely outrageous. Well, we'll have you back on in the next week or so. Thanks for joining us yeah, today, well, Mike. Good talking to you, Jeff. Hey, you as well. Stay tuned to 98.9 FM. The answer up next. Hopefully, we'll have Bruce Uli. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce Hooley, and I'm not going to waste any time. Let's bring him in right now. Bruce Hooley, welcome to your own show. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Nice to be on, and uh, really enjoyed your interview with Mike Gibbons. Interesting, uh, you know, his perspective on it, and certainly I concur the way that the left is treating Donald Trump and weaponizing the law against Donald Trump is deplorable, and I'm not the biggest Trump fan. There are several Republican candidates I would rather see, but you can't sit idly by and watch the American judicial system weaponized against a citizen and not realize that someday that could be you on the other side of that kind of uh, targeted prosecution. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot this to what I want to talk to you about first. Uh, it, it, our system is weaponized, and uh, Merrick Garland and the boys will come around for you if you show up at certain school boards and you present ideas or push back on, on board members. We know that. We know that certain people have been flagged and called domestic, potentially domestic terrorists, which is why it's important to not only show up to board meetings, but to vote in the right people. And we have great news. You were just uh, I'm going to let you announce uh, what happened last night, Bruce. 
Yeah, by all accounts, I uh, believe I'm safe in saying that I'm uh, newly elected to the Jonathan Alder School's uh, Board of Education. I'm super excited about it. The more I ran, the more excited I became about serving my community in that capacity. And uh, it was a long night. We waited for election results for a long time. But when they came in, um, I was gratified to be one of the three people chosen and certainly looking forward to my time. And I would say that, you know, it's hard to watch the results that came in around the state last night. Mm -hmm. And uh, that includes at certain school boards, you know, Ben Weber not winning in Olentangy, Darby Everhart not winning in uh, Dublin. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of others. Uh, was really hard to watch. Um, Thankfully, Jonathan Alder appears to be one of the last conservative, truly conservative districts in the state of Ohio. And now we have the opportunity with uh, certain expansion of our district over the next two years to really continue to build on what is a great district now with a great leader and superintendent James Miller. So I'm super excited about the opportunity that I have in serving with the incumbents who are on the board and two other people who were reelected to the board. I'll be the only newbie, but uh, very excited about it and very appreciative of the people in the district having that confidence in me. Yeah, I I share in in your disappointment with some of the school board races. I know, for example, Ruth Edmonds in Upper Arlington. We talked to her several times. And she was the target of Educate Ohio, which if you haven't listened to the show recently, Educate Ohio is really a proxy for uh, the Ohio Education Association, which is a teacher's union. And they they flat out went after people like Ruth Edmonds and others throughout the state of Ohio who ran on this platform of education excellence, responsibility with tax dollars, keeping parents involved. And so the teacher's union is alive and well in smearing candidates. And so, Bruce, we're grateful that you're on the board. Uh, you know, we've got a couple minutes here, obviously. Do you want to share with us kind of what you told voters your vision would be for the school board? And then I'll have you weigh in on issue one after that. Well, I think my vision was that uh, my motto of the campaign was protect parents' rights and preserve Alder's heritage. And parents' rights are under attack all throughout the United States. We see it in Loudoun County, Virginia. We see it in Olentangy. I mean, it's right at our front doorstep. And you know, I look at Olentangy as a comparable to the Jonathan Alder district. Uh, professionally, I began my career in Columbus in the in the late 1980s, and I remember when Olentangy was geographically separated. It's one high school from downtown Columbus. Yep. Not that way anymore. They have four high schools, and they they do some good things in the Olentangy district. They have some really good people in the Olentangy district, but their board is not responsive to their parents, and their parents are very frustrated, and they're leaving. They're going for private schools. They're going for charter schools. And, you know, Jonathan Alder is the next growth opportunity. Dublin's built out. Hilliard's built out. They're coming our way. And uh, it's not whether we're going to grow. It's, you know, are we going to grow smart or are we going to grow fast? And they grew fast in Olentangy, and they grew um, in a way that I think a lot of people there now wish they had changed a lot of things, not just in the schools, but in the way that, you know, 23 has become this utter bottleneck and is unfixable in the words of Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. The second part of my campaign was preserve Alder's heritage. Okay, so what's Alder's heritage? Well, we're an agrarian community. What are the values of an agrarian community? Hard work, delayed gratification. You plant your crops in the spring. You don't get a check until you harvest them in the fall. You have to tend to them all the time. It's great to get a kid a diploma. It's better to give a kid the values and the vision of hard work and uh, delayed gratification and sacrifice for others that are typical of an American agricultural community, because those are the values that are going to sustain them, not if adversity hits in their life, but when adversity hits. So I look at education of educating the whole child, of giving them the tools to succeed, leadership to shepherd them through the tough times in life, coaching them the right way, telling them the truth, even when it's hard to hear, 
So those are the values that I put out and didn't try to hide from, and those are the values that thankfully uh, earned me more votes than any other candidate in Madison County and kept me abreast with other candidates in Union County, which is basically the the inner you know part of the village of Plain City. So I'm very happy to uh, we have a result that is. You know, my vote total was third overall, but it's 400 votes approximately from the person in fourth place. So I think in our district, we have a clear mandate that those are the values that people treasure and prize and want to see taught to their kids. And that's my commitment to the voters of the Alder District. And that's what I'll do. Protect parents' rights, preserve Alder's heritage. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, what's in store for the board. And and I know that we'll hear back from you frequently. Let's pivot to this. We've got just a couple of minutes. My hot take on last night was... 73% 73% of all Americans, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, don't support what Issue 1 is, yet Issue 1 passed. The untold story is that it was well-funded, and it was backed by billionaires, even at Swiss Foreign National, who funded the Marxist movement all over the world. And they create these half-true and blatantly false messaging campaigns to promote these initiatives uh, that a limp press and ideologically aligned mainstream media carry forward eagerly. What's your take on Issue 1's passage? Well, 100 percent. You're right in everything you said. I mean, first of all, the abortion lobby is a highly profitable lobby, and so it's funded by Planned Parenthood. And, yeah, they want to kill more babies. You know, the incongruity of the left is that uh, most people are appalled by the fact that, you know, Hamas killed babies in Israel. We killed 60 million babies in the United States. What? It's more humane to take them apart piece by piece in the womb of a mother than it is to put them inside an oven in a kibbutz? Like, it makes no sense. But we don't have a media anymore other than the Ohio Press Network and few select others that tell the truth. Look at Andrew Ginther. He got elected to a third term because he's made Columbus safer. Those are what his commercials tell me. He's presided over the four highest murder totals in the history of the city of Columbus. How has he made Columbus safer? Felonious assaults are up. Everything's up. There's a reason why people lie to you is because they don't have the truth on their side. Yep. And when you hear the lie in the abortion lobby's commercials about the 10-year-old girl who had to leave Ohio to get an abortion, that's a lie. Any rape victim in the state of Ohio can get an abortion, and nobody who's pro-life will raise much of a stink about that. I will sign a law today that every rape victim can get an abortion if they will say that no one who's not a rape victim can't get an abortion. They always present that as the factual, like, representation of what abortion is. And you and I both know, Jack, rape is like less than a half a percent of all the abortions. Abortions have become birth control for people who want to sleep around. And for the people who say that you would deny a woman the right to make decisions for her own body, no, no, I'm pro-choice. You decide to have sex with somebody and get pregnant, then you've made your choice. Have the child be responsible for the child. It's called accountability. It's called personal responsibility. And the passage of Issue 1 and the passage of Issue 2 show that we've totally lost touch in Ohio, which saddens me greatly, with personal responsibility and accountability. Uh, Bruce, I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and uh, I know we'll have you back on uh, shortly. And anything else? You've got about 10 seconds. Anything else you want to say to the listeners? No, just uh, keep praying because, boy, our country needs it. Amen to that, brother. Uh, Next, uh, on the other side of this break, I will be joined by Cedarville University professor, Dr. Mark Clausen. We might talk a little bit more about the Trump trial and and issue one. So stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. And thank you, Bruce, for spending time with us today. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.